of Pastor Henry Horner and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We move on today in Matthew chapter 9 to verses 18 through 26. These verses bring us to the eighth and ninth miracle, which in a manner of speaking are linked together. Both are miracles of healing, and it is a tremendous example of the power of Jesus to heal. Matthew tells us that these events took place at the time that Jesus was talking to the disciples of John concerning fasting, which was our focus on our previous study. Now, here are verses 18 through 26, and Matthew writes, As he was saying this, the rabbi of the local synagogue came and worshipped him. My little daughter has just died, he said, but you can bring her back to life again if you will only come and touch her. As Jesus and the disciples were going to the rabbi's home, a woman who had been sick for 12 years with internal bleeding came up behind him and touched a tassel of his robe, for she thought, If I only touch him, I will be healed. Jesus turned around and spoke to her. Daughter, he said, all is well. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. When Jesus arrived at the rabbi's home and saw the noisy crowds and heard the funeral music, he said, Get them out, for the little girl isn't dead, she's only sleeping. Then how they all scoffed and sneered at him. When the crowd was finally outside, Jesus went in to where the little girl was lying and took her by the hand, and she jumped up and was all right again. The report of this wonderful miracle swept over the entire countryside. Here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. Was Jesus the Messiah or wasn't he? Was he the promised ruling Messiah and the promised suffering Messiah? Or should they look for another? That's the question Matthew, the evident writer of the first gospel, wanted to answer for his people. He presents evidence for Jesus, his messianic credentials. He shows that Jesus has the power to perform what he claims. 
He is not just a visionary, but he has the authority and the power to realize the vision. So Matthew moves from Jesus' teaching to Jesus' doing. His deeds match his words. Realization follows vision. Fulfillment follows dream. I begin today to look at a series of new kinds of miracles performed by Jesus, Matthew 9, 18 to 34. The first two are recorded here in Matthew 9, 18 to 26. He writes, A ruler came and knelt before him and said, My daughter has just died, but come and put your hand on her and she will live. Jesus got up and went with him and so did the disciples. Just then a woman who had been subjected to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak. She said to herself, If I only touch his cloak, I will be healed. Jesus turned and saw her. Take heart, daughter, he said. Your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed from that moment. When Jesus entered the ruler's house and saw the flute players and the noisy crowd, he said, Go away. The girl is not dead but asleep. But they laughed at him. After the crowd had been put aside, he went in and took the girl by the hand, and she got up. News of this spread throughout all that region. All kinds of people followed Jesus and were, to say the least, impressed with his words and actions. The Pharisees and the scribes came, the educated and the learned, the rich and the poor, the rulers and common folks, the sick and the healthy. They all had one thing in common. They all had needs, whether they admitted it or not. That's a common denominator among people. All of us have some need and Jesus can meet it. Here a ruler came to Jesus. He is a religious ruler, perhaps from the nearby synagogue. Evidently his name was Jairus, and he was in charge of the physical arrangements for worship services in the synagogue. His 12-year-old girl was either very near death or had already died. In desperation, this Jew was driven to Jesus. This man was staring death in the face, and death is no respecter of persons. He said, Come and put your hand on her, and she will live. How much he knew about Jesus isn't known, but he evidently accepted Jesus as the author of life and the victor over death, which of course he is. Here was evidence of God in Christ as victor over death. The greatest evidence, of course, came when Jesus himself stepped out of the tomb. Death, while it is an enemy, is a defeated enemy. While it is now natural to all humans, one day all who have Christ's life will be raised as he was. One can't help but wonder what this Jewish ruler knew and how he knew what he knew. Immediately Jesus got up, as did his disciples, and they went with the ruler. As the party was on its way to the house of Jairus, a woman who had been hemorrhaging for twelve years touched the edge of Jesus' cloak, believing that if she could only touch that, then she would be healed. If her chronic bleeding was from the womb, as is commonly assumed, then by law she was ceremonially unclean. 
and anyone who touched her or anyone she touched would be considered unclean. Her faith, however, is clear. She didn't expect that Jesus would pay attention to her and heal her. But her faith told her that just the slightest contact with him would cure her. Now, Jesus had his party arrive at the ruler's house. The girl is indeed dead. The professional mourners are there doing their job. These were trained women who knew the family of the deceased. But they also made it their business to know as much about others as possible, so that when a mourner came, they would recall a relative of the mourner who had recently died, and they would say the name. That would create more mourning and grief from both family and professional mourners, as well as from friends. The flute players were on the job, too. The flute was often associated with mourning. That wailing sound lent itself to such an occasion. All of this created an atmosphere of deep despair and hopelessness. Enter Jesus. He would immediately halt the customary funeral procedures. The crowd laughed when Jesus informed them that the girl was only asleep. They all knew she was dead, and of course she was. The great healer had arrived too late. Fresh from his recent successes, Jesus' miracles would now come to a sudden halt. They laughed. By asleep, Jesus, of course, meant that death is like a sleep and that there is more to existence after that sleep is over. Death wasn't final. The Sadducees taught that death was final, that there was nothing beyond it. Jesus was about to demonstrate that death was not final. The crowd was ejected from the room, and Jesus took the dead girl's hand, and life entered into her again. Jesus demonstrated his authority over death, sin's greatest triumph. He would finally defeat death when he himself emerged from the tomb. Death could not hold him, and it cannot hold anyone who has his resurrected life, free for the asking.
radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 840H after California 93263 USA.